1: Why waste my time?
0: The screen door slams. Mary's dress. Sweet little Bruce Springsteen point for dawn Thursday, uh, like excuse me. She Thunder she Road. Downsells. On your Tuesday morning, been a great show already. Special thanks again to Paul King and Rob Astorino. Bill O'Reilly set to join me after Lydia at 840. His new book comes out today, The Killing of the Legends. Today, on my beautiful wife Danielle's birthday. Of course, she's in Wales with my daughter Ava, who starts college there this week. So she'll be home um, tomorrow night. Ironic Dog is on today. I'll be making an appearance this afternoon on The Fan not Mike and the Mad Dog, unfortunately. It's Craig and Evan, but they are kind enough to help me promote my new book, Citizens United, which of course came out September the 6th and is doing very, very well. So I'll be back in the the old stomping grounds for Dog down on Hudson Street later on this afternoon. Here he is, folks, one to two every day. The uh course high heat, great show on the MLB network. Mad Dog Unleashed, three to six every weekday afternoon on Sirius XM, as far as I'm concerned the greatest sports talk show host in the history of the business. And, of course, now alongside Stephen A. Smith on ESPN, the great Christopher Mare, Dog Russo. Dog, I saw you last night, believe it or not, in the preview of the Giants-Cowboys game. Did you see that?
1: Yeah, I I did it on Labor Day uh, uh, down at the seaport. I went down there for about a half hour and did some rants for him. I did not see it. They did tell me that it was going to be put in the pregame. So you are a diehard Giant fan. Would you watch it for an hour and a half before the game set? My goodness.
0: Believe it or not, not believe it or not, not Chris, Go even ahead. though I'm up at 3 a.m. every morning to host the show at 6, I watched that game right until Daniel Jones' final interception. And I was sick to my stomach because I know the Giants are not very good despite the 2-0 start, let's face it. They beat Carolina. They beat Tennessee. Uh, but they really showed me last night that Mark Gettleman era, It is still hanging around. This team is not ready to make a big move, not even close.
1: No, 100%. And then you get a terrible injury at the end of Shepard. You know, Galladay drops a pass. Tony never plays. Uh, You know, Evan Neal last night at that right tackle spot was terrible. I'd be a little worried about that. He was awful. And let's be honest, the Cowboys have a good defense. I mean, and that quarterback is pretty good. Now, I mean, he's never going to start there long term because they're going to Prescott is making forty made a year, but that quarterback rush he's pretty good. He's a damn good backup and I like Dallas's defense. The Giants are competitive, you know. I mean the offensive line wasn't great, but Jones, you know, he competes, if nothing else. Um, yeah, it's a tough loss. I agree with you though. You can't read too much into the Giants. The first two games, Carolina's awful, Mayfield stinks, and obviously Tennessee is, you know, they're an NA team and you know, they they scored on fourth down, and Bullock missed a field goal. So, I mean, they very well could be one and two. They should beat the Bears. Then the schedule will get difficult. The Giants are more competitive. They're a professional outfit, but it's a 7-8 win team, even in that bad division.
0: I don't even think eight. I got to be honest. The Eagles are a very good football team. Dallas, like you said, Cooper Rush is now 3-0 and as a starter. Prescott comes back. I think the Giants maybe six wins. Either way, uh, I don't think Daniel Jones, unfortunately, has a long future here because – you know, the kid makes some really good plays, Chris. He's got his, you know, he can run with the football. He makes some good throws. But then he'll make such a stupid decision at the worst time of the game. And you can't have that in the NFL these days.
1: Yeah, games are always close. And you've got to have your quarterback make plays, as you said. I mean, as Herm Edwards used to say, the great Herm, quarterbacks win about three, four games a year where the good quarterback wins the game and the average quarterback doesn't. And Jones is an average quarterback. I mean, it's all there is to it. The Giants have shown you what they feel of him. They haven't, you know, done anything with his contract. I don't know where they're going to get another one, but you are not winning uh, to a large degree. You are not winning with Jones as your QB. When, the reckon, yeah. when they recognize that, they'd be better off, but they got to go through the season. Right. Uh, you know, but we all know who Jones. he have been here long enough to know, outside of a few games in his career, the, the first game he ever played, Against the Bucks and the game against the Saints. I mean, you know, I mean, the bottom line is he's not that he's average. I You're 100 right.
0: Agreed. Christopher Mad Dog Russo joining us here on this Tuesday morning. Before we get to the baseball, may as well stay. Football in New York with the Jets. I know Brandon Tierney went on a huge tirade, a Joe Beningo esque tirade about the Jets head coach Robert Sellers, saying he has shown me nothing in the time he's been here. And really, outside that miraculous comeback, week two against Cleveland, most week, Chris, not only are the Jets losing, but they look unprepared. What are your thoughts on the Jets?
1: Yeah, I'm, you know, I don't watch the Jets in a week to week, watching all the other games, and they've been so uncompetitive. It's funny about Douglas. He's done a good job with the talent, but he doesn't. we don't know about the quarterback he drafted, and the head coach he hired may not be that good. So, I mean, the two big things for Douglas, he may have failed both at. I got to see Wilson's got to get a chance. But I wasn't blown away last year. Plus, he's immature, so that's an issue I'd be worried about with him too. But I'm with you on Salah. I mean, they, they do seem to be a little out of it on a day-to-day basis. I have Mike Lombardi on every week who hates his defense. He thinks he's very, very vanilla with his defense. He relies on that defensive line. He did that in San Francisco. That's why he was with a pass rush. That's why they had a good defense out there. Uh, you know, solid right out of the gate. coming New York. You know, getting, um, getting uh, police escorts to Nick and Ranger games. That bothered the <laughs> hell out of me a couple of years ago. Yeah. I mean, a guy gets an escort. Can you win some ball games before you get police escorts? New Millie. York City, police, yeah. yeah. hockey game. That really bugged me. Um, <laughs> I went nuts on that. But, yeah, I think Salah's uh, – I'd be a little worried about Salah. That was a very poor performance against Cincinnati. I thought they would be right in the game. I thought there'd be a little momentum after the Cleveland. It wasn't. Uh, you know, they only kicked – again, Flacco stinks. The offensive line, they're running for his life. They've had some injuries. I get all that. But they do look a little disorganized. I think that's a very fair point. And I don't know if Salah's going to land – you know, Salah's not going to make it. The Jets go 5-12. and 12, He's not going to make it next year. So – Uh, This is a – he's got to be competitive. They're going to be around 500 for him to come back in 2023, at least if I'm the GM they got to be
0: around 500. Here is uh, the legend Christopher Mad Dog Russo. Mad Dog Unleashed, 3 to 6 every weekday afternoon. Sirius XM, High Heat, MLB Network, and, of course, uh, ESPN with Stephen A. Smith. So the Aaron Judge story, Chris, is the biggest story in sports these days. He's now in a bit of a home run drought again last night. No home runs. He's down to nine games, only three of those games at home uh, with the Baltimore Orioles in between the series he's playing now and the last four in Texas against the Rangers you have to expect them to hit at least one home run over nine games even with this drought but uh this home run chase you know not exactly McGuire's Sosa which captivated the whole world I felt like in 1998 exciting here in New York but I'm not sure the whole country is into this you do a show that does talk to the whole country am I wrong
1: yeah, I know you're 100 percent right. Now you and I have always disagreed about the steroid scenario. So, yes, although like you, uh, uh, I was totally into McGuire. So, so, I don't pay attention now to those two and their records. I mean, the fact that McGuire called Mrs. Maris to apologize <laughs> for breaking the thats all you need to know. Yeah. Uh, which is humble, which is hard to believe. Uh, I had Roger Maris Jr. on on a TV last week, and he he told me that, which I did not know that McGuire had done. Uh, listen, Judge's had a tra- he's had an incredible year. Had an, uh, you know he's a good guy i like the idea he's taking walks His his pitch selection has been excellent uh he's going to hit three or four more home runs you and i both know that uh but is it captivated no it has not i think the problem really is is i think part of its baseball i think baseball has left it so convoluted they have not touched the records some fan thinks some fans think bond something fan, some fans think maris something fa- some fans think aaron i mean They've really left it so open-ended. It's such a gray area that I think fans, the ones who don't know the history of it, are a little confused. Plus, guys like you and me lived through this 22 years ago, and then a lot of us felt that was fraudulent with what the result was. So it's hard to regroup now and get all vamped up to have Judge do what he's doing. So I agree. I don't think it's a huge national story. I do partly blame baseball for that because they easily could have put asterisks. They put asterisks next to Maris. They could easily have put asterisks next to Bonds and tell the whole world what the real record is. They did not do that. We all know that, the, to me, the record is 61 with Maris. It's not 73, and they didn't do that. So I blame a little bit on baseball. You can't put both you, – you cannot, under any circumstances, uh, give up your content to Apple TV and not have clauses in your contract to say if there's a huge moment, we can flip around here and get the uh, at-bats or get the games on our other channels. The idea that McGuire, uh, the idea that Pujols hit two home runs in L.A. the other night uh, is 700th, and the idea that he played against the Red Sox on Friday night, and nobody saw the at-bats. Right, right. Because right. on Apple TV, I mean, that's ridiculous. Terrible. think about it for a second. Yep. On Friday night, late in the year, Albert Pujols becomes the third person in the history of baseball to hit seven home runs if you eliminate Bonds. The third player in the history of baseball to hit seven home runs and nobody saw it.
0: Yeah, no, it's I mean, crazy. Think about
1: that for a minute. No, you're right. And I know why they did it. Yeah. Uh, but you, 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 can't, you can't defend that under any circumstances. And so that, that, I think, hurts too. And baseball with so many options and so many channels and so many other sports and the young audience that's not as exactly, you know, they're not going to stick with stuff as long. You know, they, they needed to see that on ESPN. They needed to see that on Fox not on Apple TV. And I tell you, you say, well, you know what? The, the, the young person knows how to they, they stream. They know how to find this content. I know a million people who are not going to deal with Apple TV because they don't want to fool out their remote. They can't channel surf. They can't find it. They're not going to pay for it, even though what they say, it's free. And so that bothers people. And it serves the Yankees right. Think about it, Sid. The Yankees, who took those poor games or PIX and stuck them on Amazon Prime, the twenty five games that used to be on PIX. Yep. And then on Friday night, the Yankees are screaming at Apple, <laughs> we'll let you use our broadcasters. Yep. Yep. we you know, we'll pay for some of the production, put the games on, yes, and Apple said, Go to hell. Yep. We made a deal, we spent the money, we're not gonna give you the games. It served the Yankee fan it served the Yankees right. Because the Yankees got greedy to get a little extra money, and then when they wanted the game to be shown with Judge on on yes, <laughs> they couldn't get it. Nope. So, and there's a lot of reasons why this thing with judges has not. I mean, listen, people are into it. Let's not make, let's not downplay it that much. You and I are into it. I'm watching every at bat. I love baseball, but in, to a cer I think it's people are a little burned out by the home runs, the steroid era. Baseball did not make it clear who the real champion is. So you got some people. You know, we don't know what the number is. I think that come, plays into it too. Um, it, it's you know. But, again, I could not believe – think about it. Friday night, Albert Pujols hit his 699th and his 700th 700th home run, and it was on Apple –
0: TV. No, you can't make it up. No, you're terrible. You're right. Well, I'll say this on the way out. Uh, at least the two guys were talking about Judge with his 60 home runs this year, Pujols 700 career. Neither one of them have ever been involved in any controversy, any 100%. steroid talk. God forbid one of those guys, if not both of those guys, you find out later, have done something that baseball can't detect yet, and then you may as well shut down baseball for good.
1: No, that's an excellent point. Uh, you know, Judge uh, seems to be a uh, great guy, and uh, he's as clean as a whistle. Pujols has never had any issues with him for his whole career. He's a great Cardinal. He should never have left to go to the Angels to begin with. Agreed. A dumb move. Yep. I know they gave him $258 million, but nobody cares that he's on the California Angels, uh, but he's a wonderful player. You know, he's one of the great players. He's one of the great hitters in the history of the sport. I mean, he's the second-best first baseman after Garrick, and, you know, right-hand hitting, think about it. Most of the great players are left-handed. Ruth, uh, Usual Williams, uh, G- uh, Garrick Cobb. He is one of the great right-hand hitters. Yep. Outside of Jimmy Fox, I can't think of too many who are as good as he is. That's how great yep. he is historically. And yep. I and people, I think he's actually a little underrated from a history. I standpoint. agree. No, I how agree.
0: I agree. Uh, this year we had Manny Ramirez too from the right side, pretty good hitter too. But you're right, Pujols. Sarah, uh, that's true. You're right, steroids. Uh, well, listen, I will say this. Even though you sound like it sometimes because you're so good, you're not on steroids, and you're the greatest sports talker in the history of the business. Every time you come on, uh, Chris, for me, it's a big, big deal. So thank you for joining us this morning. Your points were excellent and uh, well put out there. Thank you so much. Stay well. We'll and talk again very soon.
1: And keep it up. And Godspeed to Bernie. And keep
0: All right, thank you. Thank you, Chris. I will send your regards to uh, to Bernard and thank you on the book comments, too. There he is, folks. Every day, Mad Dog Unleashed, Sirius XM, the MLB Network, High Heat. That is a great baseball show. And, of course, his weekly segments, Stephen A. Smith on ESPN. He is the legend, the great, part of that Mike and the Mad Dog combination, Christopher, Mad Dog Musso. Still to come this hour, Lydia Serrani and Bill O'Reilly. Some more Springsteen Thunder Road before Lou Dobbs.